All right, gentlemen. Breaker, breaker. After uh, Russ has finalized it, we figured out this this is indeed episode 19. That it is. We also have our third official guest, my man Colton. Hello, everybody. Out of the great state of... North Carolina. I'm allowed to say that on this right now? Yeah. <laughs> you're not in quarantine you're currently in New York. Okay. Not quarantine until tomorrow. I have right. been here for a really long time, and uh, I haven't been around anybody. So sticking to the uh, tradition, we have seltzers. We got some Trulies. I found some Henry's today. I don't. I've never heard of it. All right, we give it a spin. Got a Truly, and I got I got an Arnold Palmer. What do you got over there? I got a grapefruit Truly. There you go. Thermogenic properties on that grapefruit. (laughs) (laughs) What do you got in the Yeti? Quinine? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) A little little, little gin and tonic. (laughs) That's better. (laughs) I need the scientific version. I just want to know what it was. Quinine. Well, when I spilled it all over myself, I was wondering if it was going to be sticky or not. That Google is quinine. That's That's what she said. said. (laughs) So what do you think of the setup, buddy? You like it? I love it. I love it. I just wonder, what's the title of this podcast? We'll figure We usually figure out after we get done. (laughs) Right, do. It. Is it different being here instead of just listening in the car for 12 hours? Uh, it's really soothing to listen to you all because, you know, I know you so well. So then when I'm in the car for 10 consecutive hours, I get to listen to Kyle's takes, him slowly introduce his you know, difficulty with the not touching the, the flag sticks. I learned so much about Still the difficulty. <laughs> also a touchy thinking. subject. Colton said that he uh, usually listens at, what, one and a half speed, though? No, I, so, I, I listen at normal speed, but I want to listen oh, at one okay. and a half speed. I was going to say, do we need to talk faster tonight so you're comfortable? Or? <laughs> I, would, I would feel like a, I would sound like a like right. Is this, is this due to the uh, intellectual level in North Carolina? Is that why? Well, you know, down there I have to really slow it down like it's it's coming out like molasses. <laughs> Just so people don't ask me to repeat myself. <laughs> I throw a y'all in every once in a while, make everyone feel comfortable. Like, like, oh, fixin', oh, yeah, yeah. Fixing to, fixin throw to, that out there. Fit yeah. to be tied. <laughs> we also. Golly. Golly. So we have a birthday coming up. We do. Sky right here. So we, your mom hooked us up with some cookies. She did. But she also hooked us up with something else, so. She did. We didn't know she was doing this. She made us some uh, personalized golf towels with our logo and our name on them. Got one for each of the three of us. Thank you very much for yeah, those. I appreciate Thank that. You, those Jackie. are nice. She sent some birthday cookies, as you mentioned. She they're, sent, in, uh, they're in the shape of a star. For star for the recruits. Colton, feel free. Oh, oh, God. Dabble here a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for the whining to dry. <laughs> No. Thank you, Mom. We all appreciate yeah. that very much. So, um, Quick note of business. Golf last week. I think Russ won. Golf? He won. Pick Web, the winner, boys. Oh, he had Webb Simpson. That's right. All right. Was it 10 bucks? Ran away with it. It was 10 bucks. This guy. Like the Kisner pick. Saw you missed the cut. <laughs> Good pick nonetheless. I like Kiz, man. We love, love Kiz. Yes. He's a man. We pay the guy. Col- Colton seems like he knows him much better than we do, though. Do I know Kisner? Absolutely not. <laughs> you live vicariously through him. <laughs> I, do I? Do I look? Do I look at Kisner's scorecard every time? Yes, I do. Down there, it's Kisner and JT Poston. That's our star. That's star it. Golfers. Let's make sure we're recording. <laughs> that is. That is important. We're we back. We don't have a big red light to tell us we're on. No. 
Do you have a wrap it up light when I talk too much? <laughs> <laughs> Someone in the background? We'll just, one of us will throw something at you. Perfect. Perfect. You got a baseball in your hand, so I'm kind of worried. Conveniently, I brought a baseball and I, yeah. Hoping it's the cookie. <laughs> so, cookies are great, by the way. Mm-hmm. They're really good. Mm-hmm. Dabble in that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, golf last week was at a Harbor Town, which I was, maybe, I, we've, we've talked last week, I've played there. Maybe you want to go back. So yeah. we went down memory lane today. We went and cleaned out our storage unit. Started to. And I found, I actually found this, ironically. It was the uh, yardage book they gave me for Harbor Town and the pin sheet for the day. I love collecting those. I have one for every course yeah. play, ever played in Myrtle. So it's, if you guys want to dabble in that, yeah. check that out. Yeah, we'll look through that. Got it, that at Harbor Town. It was different watching it without, it and... I guess I didn't notice it as much the week before, but last week, without the grandstands. I, I think coming down 18, because you're used to the grandstands behind the hole, and you don't, you don't really see the, the water, and then they're showing it, and you just, that's all you see. So, the water in the boats. But they did have fans. They did. Because. Because <laughs> the, the house was the big ones by the greens? Yeah. <laughs> no, they had, uh, they had, uh, there's people, I don't remember the exact number. But I went down there to visit. Someone told me there's, I mean, it's just surrounded by houses. So you see people in their backyard, they're watching golf. There's only like 25% of those houses of the, there's 300 plus. It's like 25% around there are actually year round homes. Are they like vacation spots? Yep. Or do they rent them out? What are they? No, nope, people have them at their vacation home and they've got a lot of, you know, Benjamins. What kind of money I want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't have them? No, not. <laughs> No, but it could run them out. I mean, but when I was down there, it was mostly like vacation homes and kind of ridiculously sized vacation homes. <laughs> it's a little different than the room Colton's renting with the six foot ceilings. <laughs> I didn't want to say this. I have a vacation home at Harbor Town, but I live <laughs> yeah. in a six foot ceiling basement. <laughs> <laughs> 12, <laughs> 12, 12 by 12 basement. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's long, but it's short. Not to, be, not to be confused with a jail cell. <laughs> no. I have like a door where I can go in when I use the restroom and stuff. <laughs> he closes. Yeah, I, I can close it. The curtain. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's a dehumidifier. <laughs> <laughs> We're pretty bougie. <laughs> pretty bougie. <laughs> I got nothing. Oh boy. So our rule, our biggest rule here is we don't really talk politics, but COVID is kind of not really politics. It's a situation currently. It's a, what is it, Colton? It's a global pandemic. Okay. <laughs> so last week we had our first positive test. We had uh, Nick Watney withdraw. Mm-hmm. And my biggest frustration with all this was how the media handled it. They jumped straight to conclusions. They just, the way they reported it was, was terrible. They said Nick Watney, even after the t- tournament ended Sunday, Monday morning on like morning drive or somebody, they interviewed a uh, journalist who said, well, he was showing symptoms that that morning. That is actually completely false. Nick Watney didn't show any like physical symptoms. He didn't feel sick at all. He wears a whoop band. Have you heard of these? Yeah, yeah. Which the tour announced today they're buying for everybody. Everybody yeah. caddies. Everybody's getting like whoop bands. So he apparently, according to Rory McIlroy, who talked to him that morning, told Rory that he had read somewhere that if your respiratory rate goes up like two points with a whoop band. That it's a sign you might have COVID. So he went to the golf course, and that's when they tested him. He said he felt fine. 
He also flew from Austin, Texas in a private jet with Sergio Garcia and his family. Nobody in Sergio's camp tested positive. Nobody. So my frustration was we jumped on this, like, if you get COVID, you're going to die train. And they made it sound like Nick Watney had just gone, passed away. And he's, you know, Rory's like, I talked to him. I even, I talked to him after with Drew. He, He was fine. He's just, he's walking around and just happened to test positive. And then we had more today. There was, well, earlier this week, Cameron Champ. Cameron Champ. Yep. Who didn't play last week. He was not at Harbortown. <laughs> and then we had Graham McDowell's caddy. Got it. So Graham went through and Kepka's caddy got it. Yeah. And he went through. Uh, Kepka and McDowell played together yesterday. And Brooks's brother Jeez. had to withdraw, which I feel bad. Because that's Cause his, he qualified he, Monday yeah. to play. He did withdraw. He, yeah, he, he chose to withdraw to withdraw for to be cautious. He wasn't forced to. That sucks. That was yeah. his. It was yeah, his choice. He qualified Monday and. Yep. Yeah, because he was the. I read he was the thirtieth alternate on the Corn Ferry Tour. Yeah, because he and Monday qualified yeah, he in the PG Tour. He won a playoff. There was five guys for two spots, and he he won the playoff to get in, and then he would withdraw. Can you imagine mundane into a PGA Tour event and then having to withdraw? That's kind of sickening in itself. Yeah. Obviously, his brother can help him out a little bit, but still. That helps. (laughs) That helps ease the pain that his brother's Brooks Kepka, but still. Yeah, Yeah, because it's not like he could be like, and obviously Brooks was with him Monday. Mm -hmm. Brooks walked the course with him. Oh, did he? He qualified. So he was around him the whole time. And obviously, even if Brooks didn't go with him Monday, I'm sure they would have had lunch or dinner, played together sometime this week after he qualified. They said that uh, Graham McDowell's caddy, he had been to Florida for a funeral. And so was Kepka's caddy. I think they're the mutual friend they went to a funeral. I think that's what somebody said. But they also played together yesterday. Right. I thought there was one other person. That was the only thing I read today so far. I mean, unless there's more tonight. I thought there were four or five players. I'll have to look. What I do like is we're not just halting the tour because of this. We're so not going to have that, zero that's tests. That's what I got worried about because uh, Monahan had his press conference at like two o'clock, and everybody's like, "Oh, what it, you know, what's he going to say?" Yeah, but they just said they're going to up testing. And I mean, if you're doing everything you can, I mean, you got to remember when this all started. The what is it, Colton? Oh, it's a global pandemic. Oh, Mom. thank you. So when this global <laughs> pandemic started, the goal was not to. You're never going to have zero cases of the virus. I mean, you just it's not going to happen probably. So the goal was not to stop the virus. It was to flatten the curve and allow hospitals the, the ability to treat patients, which I feel like they can now. We've got more than enough respirators. We've got more than enough testing. Um, so I feel like that's to halt your life at this point is kind of silly, especially with the tour. I understand like if you want to continue doing it without the fans, that's, that's whatever. It is what it is. But I feel like we can't just every time someone tests positive, just be like, well, we got to stop what we're doing because that's, I just feel like we can't do that. Yeah, I think I forget the number. Is it, the PJ Tour has tested; they've ran like four thousand tests in the first three weeks, right? For players and caddies and volunteers. Now, something you, we we talked about last week was California talked about getting rid of the which they're having now, but California claimed the governor claimed they didn't have testing. Oh, Webb Simpson, he withdrew. Did he really? I, it doesn't. All it says is he withdrew. It doesn't say if it was because of it. He could have just got too know. drunk after winning. Got paid and celebrated. <laughs> Decided to take a week off. Yeah. <laughs> But cat wasn't in California. Well, yeah, but, California's saying no fans until 
full testing is available. But then they claim they didn't have enough testing. Right. Yet Nick Watney's results came back in how long? Yeah, 45 minutes, half hour. Okay. You know, whatever it was. That's that's lightning quick turnaround, Tom Cotton. Yeah, that's extremely quick. (laughs) So I don't buy the whole we don't have testing. And then I I did read some, like, you got to love social media. That's sarcasm, by the way. People saying he was irresponsible for going to the golf course. Where do you think they were doing the testing? He didn't feel any symptoms. The yeah. golf course? <laughs> yeah. You, you win a truly. <laughs> you can't get anything by him. Thank you. So I didn't, I didn't understand that logic of people being upset with him for going to the golf course. Right. Yeah, I mean, right, it's no different than someone going to work and they're doing testing at the entrance. You still have right. to go to get tested there, you know, to, you know, it's similar. Yeah. Similar. That's screening. Not, screening. Right, right, but it's not. But yeah. right, if you ha- if you get screened, then you know you can't go in the office, and then you test positive for it. You still had to go to the office to get the screening initially. I don't also don't understand the whole like the screening. They just take your guys' temperature. Is that what they're doing? I don't know yet. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say in the school system where I work at in North Carolina, it's face masks, and then uh, you also go in. They do a temperature check. Uh, you have to have like your normal temperature from your first time in, and you write it on a log sheet. And then write down your temperature, and then you have to sign and put a little initials on that you haven't been anywhere or around anyone who's tested positive. So they have a procedure at each place. I'm not saying that's airtight by any means. Right. But uh, he probably followed it, right? I mean, he went to the golf course, got tested because the whoop strap gave him some <laughs> some signals. Well, I'm, I'm wondering if this right. is like a big promotion for the, yeah. the whoops. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm kind of No, I agree with now, you. Just whoop strap sounds I, like I, a different I, thing. I, I've looked at them in the past, but they're, I don't. I just don't want to pay. Is for it them. supposed to be an alternative it's, to the like wristband? Yeah, it's kind of. It's like a it's like wearable better. tech or something. Yeah, you know, it's, like, it's like a Fitbit type thing, but, but it's, it's not. Got, your it's wrist. got more. It's got more yeah. information to it. Okay, tracks your sleep, tracks your rest, your heart rate, all that there, stuff. You, you, if you watch, like if you watch this week, there's a lot of guys wearing them already. Yeah. Well, I think it used to be like something you wore on your chest, and then they've turned it into a wearable tech that you can wear around your wrist. I've seen Rory yeah. have his, yeah. like, around his bicep. Is it? Mm-hmm. I know okay. the, for different reasons, but the NHL, I don't know if they're required or if it's team by team, but almost every NHL player wears the, the ones on their chest yeah. to monitor their heart rate, recovery, respiratory conditions. And then they have somebody that's logging that every game. They've been doing that for years, actually. It's a good idea, though. I mean, yeah. it's a really good idea. Yeah. I know I've talked about it a lot recently with people, and now all of a sudden I get all these ads on Facebook for it. So I got to figure out <laughs> what microphone setting oh, yeah. my phone's listening to my whoop yeah. strap stuff. Cause I'm like, you probably got to advertise it. We all do right now on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I'm saying quining wrong because it'd be popping up something <laughs> advertising. <laughs> doesn't know what I'm talking about. But uh, the RBC was fun. I got to watch quite a bit of that since we didn't have a lot going on. But we all had our own golf tournament this weekend. We did. Big uh, one. I would rather not talk about it. <laughs> Same. <laughs> well, a few sleeps since then to forget. It was a good time. It was, it was good to be back. And it was good to yeah, see the golf yeah. course have 82 teams. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was packed full, what, 8 to 2.30 tee times. It was yeah. nonstop. Yeah. This is usually a small tournament that we kind of use as a warm-up for the bigger tournaments. But they got three times the typical entries this year because people are just wanting to get out and play. So my, my prediction was 20 was going to win it, 22 won it. 
If it makes you feel any better, we've had since you and Danny also shot sixty one the first day. I did the you had to shoot sixty to beat Cookie and Hurley. I mean, they went off. It doesn't make me feel better, but uh, I, I I did the math as well <laughs> at one point. I was, yeah, I went back searching for strokes, and I would have just had to like change my swing for us to win. <laughs> so, it wasn't a missed butt here or there. It was like a new game plan and a better mental game I would have had to bring to the table. So they they must have went off on the back. Obviously, I finished a lot earlier than you guys, the three of you guys did. But when I left, Cookie and Hurley were ju- making the turn, and five they were under. five under, and they yeah. shot 14. So yep, that's, they, they were directly I, behind us. Right, yeah. Yes. Five under. The Eagle 10, Eagle 10 birdie to 11. 11. So I got them to eight. Right. And, you know, just a two-hole stretch. Yeah. Couldn't have, like, trampled the ground around the <laughs> hole or anything for us, <laughs> Your partner made a great putt on 11, by the way, for par. At the he, time, it was clutch. Oh, that was big. It was, was huge. Big. And uh, he made a great putt while dodging a, what he thought was a golf ball coming to his head because... Very true. Somebody teed off 11 into a tree right in front of us, and I... Watch Danny pick his head up as he hit the puck, like out of instinct that there might be a golf ball flying our direction. Yeah, we Wait, never you, watched it go in. No, you were on eleven. Yeah, and they teed up twelve. On 12. 12. Oh, 12. Oh, you said eleven. Said 11. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was we like, were on eleven uh, green. Sorry. sorry, I was. I was like, whoa. I was like, whoa. <laughs> well, he, he he made that putt despite a ball coming in his head and his partner wearing a shirt inside out for the first. Do you want to tell the story? Do you want to tell the story? <laughs> Well, Did I you hear the story yet? No, but he can't tease that and not tell a story. <laughs> oh, so. I thought you were there when we talked about it. Well, uh, can I start the story? Please do. In fact, you can tell it if you'd like. Okay, so I we were on, uh, we finished 11. We saw there was a backup. We did not hurry at all on 11. Oh. So there was a group in the fairway on 12 yeah. and two groups on the tee when we were done yes, with 11. That's how it was. So now we got four, almost five groups on the hole because you got someone on the green. A lot of people. Yeah. So we're hanging out. It's like a half hour. And we're just uh, hamming it up, talking. I just happen to look at Colton in the cart, and I walk over. And I grab the back of his shirt and look at it. There's no tag. I said, is your shirt on inside out? <laughs> Go ahead. Take it from here. Well, I looked down, and I and I couldn't remember if this is one of those real fancy high-end shirts. It's got, like, the outside <laughs> stitching or if it's, like, really high fashion. It's not. It was, <laughs> it was inside out, and I remember... Really distinctly, that morning when I put it on, I was like, "Man, these buttons are ridiculous." <laughs> they were on the inside. I'm, that's why, like, I was like, "His buttons are on the inside for sure." I'm buttoning them on the inside. Never once occurred to me that this this thing could be on inside out. And there's a lot of talk about my outfit on on Sunday. So the fact that this was inside out and wearing my tight green shorts at Gakowitz can't stop talking about. So then I had to pop shirt off, flip it around. Shirt came off on twelve. He, he, he did not care taking his shirt off. So. Did you see his shorts on Sunday? No, remember I, I teed so, off a, a, a long time in front of you guys. I got to admit, like you, four hours. We were approaching the six T. Yeah. You guys were teeing off on three. Yep. And I will admit that I thought you had purposely gone with like an Oakland A's theme. Oh yeah, the green shorts. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, the green hat with the bright yellow brim. <laughs> You know, it was it was a it was a choice. It was, it was a, <laughs> he, he did not lose a bet. I, I wanted to be seen. I wanted a retro vibe. I wanted some sun on the uh, upper legs and uh, the shorts. The shorts really allowed for that opportunity. If you know what I mean. You worry too much about the shorts, so your shirt was inside out. Yeah, I sit there. I was like, man, these shorts are so awesome. I don't have to worry about the shirt. The shirt's obviously on point. Inside out. 
But you know what? It still looked good. Eleven, I struck, 11 <laughs> holes. I struck it way better first eleven holes. I think that once the it was back right side out, all those seams. You know where they put the sleeves <laughs> onto the body of the shirt. It, it the out just a touch. It interfered with my my snap hook. So oh <laughs> that's what I'm gonna blame it on. But wow. it's a good time. It got firm and fast out there. It did. Yeah, extremely yeah. firm. And obviously, scores weren't as good as they were overall. Probably Saturday. One good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're right. There was, there was one. There were, there were a few teams that went lower in some yeah, of the other flights. Say, was, but I mean, we went you, lower, you guys were, we yeah, went lower you guys Sunday. Franny went 70-62. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sandbagger. His flight, his flight must have loved that. Yeah. Fran Plummer, a notorious sandbagger. <laughs> <laughs> Wins many tournaments this time. Just the cash pool. Win the cash pool. <laughs> Clean it up. <laughs> he did. He, won. he said everybody, everybody got in the cash pool. They did get into it? Everybody did. In his flight, yeah. well, they're playing for second, third. I was gonna say, if I'm in that <laughs> flight with Franny, I'm like, I don't, I don't think I'm getting into this cash pool. I think they're gonna do better. Maybe someone didn't know I who didn't, Jeff was. I didn't study the names who was in that flight. There I didn't either. Somebody that was upset with that. <clears throat> I think it happens like everywhere you go. Did you take a picture of the scoreboard? I took hey. a picture like the hey, you couldn't championship see Fran, in the first you flight. You could see part of Fran's flight because I couldn't see Fran's score because that's why I couldn't see. Yeah. I was curious because I saw their name at the bottom, but you. Your picture was angled just enough that it, I couldn't see their score. So a- after the tournament, in typical Adam fashion, I get the, uh, <laughs> well, how'd you do? Who won? How'd so-and-so do? How'd this guy do? Who won the first flight? Who came in second? And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to take a picture of the damn board and send it to him. That's you should have stuck around. Was that in one I text wasn't sticking around for four hours. Why? Not all separate. Huh? Why? It was Father's Day. So he spent time with the kids. It's your free pass, though. But yeah, you're, the, you're the father. You do what you want. If you had played better, you still would have been there at the, at the end. I did. He, he asked how you guys did, and I did tell him, well, they're just approaching the 16th green. You got time to get back up here. He did. <laughs> well, I don't want to talk about 16. I mean, we you were there. Up. I was there. Would you have taken the bunker shot over the with that pen? I'm so egocentric. I was really focused on our shot. I got to well, think about it what again. What bunker were you in? Green side. Which one? Right or left? Right. Pen was left. It was front. Yeah. Was that was, I was like 40 yards out left side. He was in the bunker off the drive? Yeah. Bunkers are pretty inconsistent. Oh. With the way you two can hit your wedges, I would have taken Yeah, I would have taken the fairway shot. shot. It wasn't in the fairway. That was a problem. Oh. But it was hard enough. You could have landed, landed it. The bunker you was pin landed high. could have just short and it been fine. I had no problem on the bunkers this weekend, but. The bunker was pinned high, and I felt like we had more green to work with. Yep. Where where we were on the left side in the rough, the angle, you didn't have to carry the bunker, but you would have had to hit something silly. It. I would say you have to skirt it. Or you'd it. have to bounce it short and have it like Stay. just trickle up on yes. and not get to the next tier. Which is three-pot yep. territory. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. You're, you're 100% right. So we were, our thought process was out of the bunker, even if we had 15 feet, it yep. was on the right tier. Right. We'd yeah. rather have taken that. Yeah. Only because of where the pin was. Any places, yeah. pins anywhere else, we just take the shot. That's I've tried to hit it to that front pin from the fairway from 50, 40 yards. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's not my favorite thing to do. Right. <laughs> That's what we t- we had a We had a putt. My ball was probably 5 to 10 feet up on the ridge, and we took Geezy's ball, which was 5 yards off the front. That That's the probably green. a smart play. It was, it was like a no-doubter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we took uh, Ron's drive there. He was 
a foot short of the green dead center. He went hammer time on that one. He did, but he didn't you didn't say hammer time on Sunday night. Would you would you tell us? Um I don't remember. <laughs> oh, it's for a few of those. All right, I remember. You said the old man had a good one there. Oh, that's, he kept saying that. That's oh. why he who was uh, oh Merrill was in the group ahead of us. He was watching intently because he knew we were tied with them. Ron's like, yeah, not bad for short old fat man, huh? <laughs> he kept he kept saying that, calling himself the short old fat man. So he got into one there. Did you hear the Did you hear the driver story for Ron on Friday? Ah, uh, no. So. God, you tell the story. Ron has used, I don't know, three or four different driver combos in the last five days because of this. Same head, different shaft? Or are we no, talking no. about the whole reboot? So Kyle Kyle got a new driver a Maverick a week or two ago. Yep. Callaway Maverick, if you want to throw some money in the <laughs> <laughs> So Friday before the practice round, right? Yeah. We were getting ready to go out. Ron grabbed Kyle's drive driver to look at it. And then he mm-hmm. pulled his out just to check the settings and whatnot, see if they're the same, and noticed that his was very broken on the bottom of it. His epic, like severely, cracked. not just not not just cracked. It was I thought broken. it was from where I, like at first when I looked at it, it looked like you took lead tape and like one of the corners was peeling up. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So where the, in the bottom of that where those two jailbreak rods are, yeah, right behind the rod, it was like pinched. And like split like a like full <clears throat> Shawshank on that like a tin can. No, it would have cut you good. Now he said, I don't know what evening it was prior in that week. He was playing in his league Two. and said he was hitting the ball good and was not out driving whoever he was playing with. He, he said he was like 40, 50 yards shorter than usual, uh-huh. and he he knew something away. was up, but never looked at the driver. Yeah. So so he grabbed. I had an, an extra, extra head. head. You had in your car. And Saturday, he actually he, went he back. He didn't hit it well Friday during practice. No, round. he did not. He was all over the so place. So he grabbed his old XR Saturday, and then I think he put a different shaft in the XR Sunday. So he used about four different driver combos <laughs> his last four rounds. The, the real question is, right before it broke, how far was he hitting it? Because I've been, I've, I've hit a almost broken driver before, and just thought I was getting real strong. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I haven't been in the weight room or anything, but this ball is going like 20 yards is it like further an engine? than normal. It like peaks before it crashes. Yeah, exactly. You're like, this thing is getting hot. And then all of a sudden you hit one that like butter cuts out there at 190, and you centered it, and you're like, uh. <laughs> something might be off about this. And the jailbreaks broke. Um, so I put the bug in his head. I said, hey, I, I know if Titus has done this in the past, give the head to Rupert. And see if they'll upgrade the head for you, even if it's an upcharge. Like just send you a new head. And he texted us. Callaway sent him a Maverick head, no upcharge. Yeah. Callaway's good about their customer service. I had an issue. But, I lost. I lost a weight, in I don't know which one. The I don't know which head it was. I lost a weight in it, so I called them. They sent me a whole brand new head. Yeah, because I lost the weight out of it. Yep. And I'm like, that's okay. awesome. Yep. Do you think they'll replace a lost wedge? They sh- That's true. I so hope they do. Was that aftermarket stamping, or did Callaway stamp pull it? Right <laughs> <laughs> no, because I wouldn't tell them if you stamped it on there. But if they want to yeah. throw in a couple no. couple letters on there. Yeah, if anybody's using a wedge as Polish rifle, I'll find you. Whoa. I'll find you. One of us at the table has a gun. It's not you. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm bringing him with me. Ron, Ron did text me yesterday, said, with the Maverick on the way, he's not even sure if he wants to use it because he hit the XR so, so good. good on I would Sunday. at least try it. Yeah, 
Oh, yeah, I definitely would. Or at least throw the shaft in you, like, yeah. out of the XR and try Just Like you said, 16, he was a foot short of the green. Yeah. Nine, we had 20 yards, dead center. It's a tough shot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there was another one he hammered big time. I don't know. I set up a time to get fitted by Callaway. I just want to test shafts. Did you get the email yesterday? Yeah, I wanted to go test irons, but I'm playing Ivy Ridge in Buffalo that day, so I'm not going to be here. You're going to make it back in time? Oh, You're here until 7. I don't think I'll be here till we're not. I don't think we're teeing off till like noon. Oh, so yeah, you won't be back. I won't be back. Yeah, I, still got, I got a 4.30 time next Thursday to test shafts. I don't know if you're still going to be in town over there. Wasn't planning to be. You like testing shafts? But you can set up. <laughs> it's, it's say it's a pass. Huh? You can set up a fitting with Callaway, so. You know, I my I feel like my shaft's coming loose, so maybe I could <laughs> go over there and check it out. You did ask me that. You're like, I think this is coming loose. I've thought about it. Every swing I've taken. Was, it, I was his driver head rattling? Oh, that's a good check. <laughs> not giving that one away. I put a little line on the ferrule where it is right now, and every time I hit a ball, I look at it. I'm like, did you move? <laughs> did you move? <laughs> <laughs> did you talk to it yeah. softly? Oh, He's like, would that make you love me? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> This is sober cold. Mm-hmm. Ish. Ish. <laughs> this is sober cold. Sober cold talks a lot. Speaking of the third person right now. Dude, so. <laughs> <laughs> come, come off, anyone. Next, next. So I want to ask Colton a question because he oh. is familiar with this. Now, you played Mimosa Hills in North Carolina, correct? Yeah. Okay. So last week we had a discussion about the cut rules for tours. Mm-hmm. There was a player last week who tweeted that he missed the cut. He shot even par for the weekend for two day or for Thursday Friday. Okay, he missed the cut by six shots. Corn Ferry? No, he was six shots off the lead, and he missed the cut. Yes, Corn Ferry. Oof. So, what's Web dot com take top sixty or top seventy? Is it something like that? I think are they still seventy in ties? I, I think they're still 70. I don't know. PGA okay. Tour is 60, right? Yeah. It, would, it just went down to 60 from 65, so I don't know okay. what. Well, I was in Sealand's Grove when y'all were talking about this on your podcast, so I was I was tuned in. <laughs> y'all. Oh, hey, yeah. And he remembers exactly where he was on the He's fixing to answer this question. <laughs> well, I was in Sealand's Grove uh, when y'all were talking about this on your podcast, and uh, I think, what, are you talking about the 10-shot rule versus if you're top 60, top 70? Yeah. So crunched in on the corn ferry. What's the What's the question? Now, you're familiar with this. You have a friend of yours who's giving a serious shot up. He's played a couple tour events. Yeah. Has he had any insight on what he, I mean, or you are. You, I mean, you got a firsthand experience of how tough it is out there okay. playing with him. So his friend is it's Matt Short, correct? Yep. So Matt's a good player. Matt's given the tour a a very good run. Yep. Still is yep. when he can. I'm just curious of his thoughts on this. I would say that every one of them out there thinks that they have a round of 65 in them because they all do that on a regular basis. Yep. So if you're within six shots of the lead, they all think they're right in it. If you're right. within 10 shots of the lead, they think they're right in it for a top 10. So when I was listening to that, I was like, ugh. It kind of made me cringe thinking someone could be six shots out of it and be Completely out of the tournament. And only 12 under won the tournament. Exactly. So that's you put together two 66s. I don't know if it was a par 72. but I'm not sure, but. Either way, two six under rounds in a row. Every one of them thinks they can do that and does it on yeah. a regular basis. Or go out and shoot, have a good day and shoot 62. I was going to say, if you have an eight under and then a four under even, oh, that's, yeah. that's very doable. Oh, yeah. And it is 65 and ties. For Corn Ferry? Corn Ferry. 
And what were you guys talking about? Like, send them out earlier? Because I'm trying to figure out what the reason is to not do a 10-shot Just take them. You're right. Yeah. Like, it's not like you have TV issues out there for Corn Ferry, right? I mean, especially not now. You might have a time slot, right, on Golf Channel. Yeah. It might be two hours or whatever it is or an hour But it's usually pre-recorded. Shown later. So what's the harm in sending them out at 7 o'clock in the morning? If they just make the cut. That's, That's my logic. I actually don't know. I got, I got nothing for that. I wonder if it has to do with money and payout situation because I know that there's a certain purse money, and if it was 10 shots, maybe it would be uh, less consistent because they'd have to stretch it out. It's possible. What yeah, about a secondary cut? I'm, I'm, yeah, you could do a secondary, a three-day cut for that part. Yeah, Right, yeah, you could yeah, do yeah. that. Yeah, because I'm even thinking, so if this in this case, if 85 guys made the weekend mm-hmm. and you're cutting that down, some guys make it 100 bucks. Like is that, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, if you if you say top sixty five get paid, but eighty five right. make the cut, so you know if you're in the bottom twenty there, you don't get paid. But at least you had a shot at going out and getting it. Yeah, be, that's a good question. You'd make the same money playing the weekend as you would if you had gotten cut anyways. At least you're staying in it. Yeah, but at least you had a chance. That, I like that. Just that, say this yeah. is what we're. This is how many spots yeah, yeah. are paid. I like that. The only yeah. thing you get into is then why have a cut at all, right? You still got to cut down the field just for uh, sake of cutting on the field. Yeah, I mean, so I'm just saying you could oh, 140 make the weekend, but still, it's still only you know top 60 get money. Because that guy that just went out and shot 75, 75 is there's no need for him to stick around. He's gonna go out and say, you know what, I'm chalking the weekend. And yeah, right. I'm going to the next spot or traveling I, to Monday well, qualify. I, I think the traveling, the traveling is probably part of it for him as far as they get, guys got to know if they're out of it, so they start setting up travel. And I and most of the time they'll book hotel through Friday. So they'd have to know whether they're booking for the weekend or whether they're trying to get out early. So I mean, there's logistics. But my Monday qualifying, like a lot of those guys are chasing Mondays too because they're on the corn ferry, but they're chasing Mondays for the PGA Tour. So they're actually setting up a lot of their tournament schedules ahead of time for stuff like that. Good question. I think there needs to be a change there. I I think the ten shot. Obviously, I I think, and we talked about this. I think the Masters is the only tournament that is the ten shots. Within ten shots, you make the cut. I like your idea. Say, all right, yeah, you are within so many shots, but we're only paying this many spots. Right. Yeah, Maybe still do the secondary cut, just, yep. to, just for sake yep. of. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels like it's, I don't know, I'm going to make it no more. Five times a year, PJ Tour even has has a secondary cut because of so many right. guys making the weekend. Yeah. Like you say, if the purse is a set amount and we know it's smaller on the Corn Ferry Tour, they can't stretch it out, then I'd rather – if I was in that group that was like this guy, even par six back, say I had a bad 11, Saturday and 11 Sunday, guys, yeah. I still got the shot even if I didn't get paid. I'd rather miss the money playing all four days yeah. but at least have a chance versus getting cut thinking, I still could have won this thing. Oh, oh absolutely. So. I mean, I pay to play golf every weekend. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so for me, if you're going to give me a shot to make money, yeah. I'm, I'm – Putting all effort in for ten dollar Nassau's, I right. <laughs> some of that just making the cut money. Yeah, I like I, something needs to change for sure. All right, big news yesterday for baseball. Now we before you start, can I get another one? Yeah, what do you want? Whatever, uh, truly, truly, whatever you grab. Not orange, not orange. Did you like the Henrys? It's all right. It's all right. Yeah, it's not bad. Are you guys angling for like a truly sponsorship? We're tr- I don't we, think we, so. We've been trying everybody. We tried Bud we got, Light we for a nothing. while. 
If you know anybody, over there. yeah, yeah, we, we tried blue light, but Russ, I'm good for man, now. So I did not like the blue light ones. No, the blue light ones. Okay, what about the Corona? I was I was feeling those Labatt blue light grapefruits. Guys, I haven't tried those. About the, Canadian like, sponsorship, like the actual beer. <laughs> Canadian the, sponsorship, <laughs> eh? The the beer blue yeah, light, yeah, yeah, those are good. Those are I haven't pretty, tried them. Now I'm gonna try one next time. I, 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 speaking of that, that's what my partner wanted. He's like, "Do you have any Bud Light orange?" Oh yeah. Bud Light Orange tastes like Gatorade, man. I don't know if y'all have <laughs> I just forgot about that. You triggered something in here. I better snag me a couple for this weekend's tournament. I was playing. Now I gotta try that. We're playing cornhole with some Bud Light Oranges that one time. Oh, where were you? Where were you on Saturday night? Oh, you went to. You had a birthday. I had a birthday bonfire. Social distancing, obviously. Uh, played some cornhole. Is that because of the uh, global pandemic? Oh, uh, the. The global pandemic, yes. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, but it was good. He still turned 30. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> didn't miss his birthday. That was, that was great. Yeah. We played a lot of Cornhole here. Yeah, we did. We didn't lose much. No, we, we didn't. We lost, like, one game. Yeah. We beat Jamie and uh, Ron. Yeah. And Ron was, he got drunk. I don't think he was super drunk, but he was drunk. He's like, I'm going home. I'm getting too drunk, and I hate losing. <laughs> Well, he didn't lose Sunday, so he's. And I had the construction lights out so we could play. We did, yeah. So you need lights on your cornhole boards, which I just put on mine. I don't know if I want the lights on I, the board. I think well, that would screw I, I, my. I put them under, yeah, under could, the hole. Yeah, you put them under, which I still would seem weird to me. Money around over here, is he? Yeah, don't steal it. I'm more of a stadium light rather than boards being lit up. Should I put these on my garage next time? Like climb yeah. up there, set yes. them up. You should just we can do this. permanently install them. I mean, we've got to go up on the shed and install a stage for, you know, who to come sing Wednesday night before the best ball. So. Oh, who's, me? Not Home? a, not a no. chance. Oh, hell no. After a few of these, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so if we're going to be up Mind there, might as well put lights up there. All right. If you're home for best ball, come by Wednesday night. We, we, we still got to discuss the details off air if I'll be home or not. You know <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that question off air. Who, uh, I'll ask later. Who's singing? Sheldon. Oh, oh, yeah. is this a, his warm up? Yeah, Wednesday warm up. To, we're considering it. Yeah, I don't, know if, I don't know how seriously you've talked to him about it. <laughs> I mentioned it a couple times. I, I also don't, don't know how many of our friends want their names dropped in these. So yeah, that's why I was avoiding that's true. that. Not because I was trying to hide it from you. I actually don't <laughs> really care if anybody in the neighbors get pissed off. I mean, they can come listen. They can sit around my yard and listen. <laughs> I really don't. Oh, yeah. yeah, and if anybody complains, I'm just going to remind everybody that someone was cooking meth behind my house and <laughs> killed their grandmother in a fire. So. <laughs> We shouldn't mm-hmm. have laughed at that. Sure. No, I'm just, that's how that's the avenue I'm taking. Okay. I'm just going to remind people that that <laughs> happened. So someone singing in my backyard is just laughing at the audacity of Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, news baseball. Baseball this week has agreed to the players and owners have agreed to sixty games. Seems <coughs> like got full details yeah. on this. So I don't have full details mainly because. The two sides have been arguing over this so long. It's it, we've talked. It hasn't. It's no longer about the COVID nineteen. It's about money, money, and it's turned into a small collective bargaining discussion. Every week there seems to be like three proposals, and they all get turned down. And it's gotten so annoying. Even when they approved this one, I didn't even look into it because I'm sick of reading about it. But well, then the other issue that arose today was uh, not to cut you off, but was Florida, New York. If you leave Florida. Yeah, which all the teams yeah, right. are training at, like the the yeah. Mets and Yankees are like 
yeah. wrote a statement and said, hey, yeah. and it sounds like they're going to make an exception for Major League Baseball teams. Mm. Oh, no worries. You're living in a bubble. Come on up. Yeah. I'll just tell, so, tell my uncle to write up with them. Yeah, I'm the sure Adam might have some details, but all, all I'm aware of is they've agreed to 60 games. They still have some health protocols to uh, agree upon. Training camps are supposed to start July 1st, and then the season will start July 23rd, 24th, I believe. They're yes. staggering the start. Now, mm-hmm. that brings up questions maybe you have answers for as – where are they playing? Are they playing in their home stadiums, or are they in some sort of hub cities? Yep. Um, are there fans? Right. Uh, you know, those kind of logistical questions are still unanswered as far as I'm concerned. What do you got, Adam? So I don't have anything about fans. They are playing in their home cities. Yeah. So of the 60 games, Fort. <laughs> Cole, Cole got really excited there. For- <laughs> I caught me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, no way home cities. <laughs> Proceed. Forty four of of the sixty, forty games are against your four other division opponents. So ten games against each of them. Okay. And then twenty games against your intra intra league. So the NL East will play the AL East. So mm. I would be embrace him. The Braves will play the Yankees, Red Sox, Orioles, Blue Jays. Okay. Whoever this, four games each. This this. Is for geographical reasons and logistics and short right. season, okay, okay. So I get like a lot of subway series with the Yankees, Mets, and I'm getting Boston Yankees. Basically, right. this is just like rivalry yeah. city. Yeah. A lot of playoff <laughs> matchups, and the one thing I hate that I have seen, I didn't mention as a baseball purist, is they are apparently going full time DH for the season. So I have the rule changes for 2020. There is one rule change I do like. Oh. I'm definitely a There's there's one I absolutely hate, but I'm definitely a National League guy and to me baseball team is nine guys and I yeah. I'd rather see them get rid of the DH than go to a universal DH, so yeah. I don't like that yeah, they're so doing that. So that I hate that one because there's yeah. more strategy with National League. And I would yeah. much rather I'd much rather watch a National League game than an American League game. And 100%. That brings up the question of does that also apply to the World Series, which to me is an advantage American League for whatever two teams are in the World Series. Yeah, and so I, I didn't and I didn't click on the article. Somebody put an article up of which NL teams are best suited for this, but I didn't click on the article today to read it. So I, being a Braves fan, the Braves have five decent outfielders right now, so they're kind of set, and they can deal with that DH. They're expanding rosters, correct? Right to thirty players. Okay. And and there's there's still movement, and you can still move. They're cutting it down, down though. Okay. It, right. it cuts. It goes from thirty to twenty-eight to twenty-six. Yeah. Okay. So they eventually so, cut it. But see, the reason I don't like that, we see this in uh, the normal season with the September call-ups, is you end up with a starting pitcher going six innings, and then the last three innings are chopped up between seven relief pitchers. Ah, yes. And it takes forever. Yeah. But then, the, uh, is the rule still apply though? Even with these new rules, isn't there a new rule out there? that's supposed to take effect this year, where a pitcher has to. Stay in the game. So, okay. Yep. So, so 2020 right. rule changes. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Well, okay. let's let him get through those. 2020 guys. rule changes. Universal DH, which we mentioned. Extra innings. Uh, teams automatically start with a runner on second, which I I don't agree with that. But I think that's stupid. Um, and then we have position players pitching, which I didn't understand this one. There's no restriction on pos- position players pitching. I didn't know there was a restriction to begin with. Um. 
and it started this past offseason, um, they have to designate every player on the active roster as either a pitcher or a position player. And position players would have been unable to pitch unless it was extra innings. That's interesting. Is that the uh, – who's the guy from – like? is it the Angels? Otani. Uh, yes. Yeah. Is that like an Otani so, rule? So that kind of screws him, right? And screws the Angels because well, they had – they say there's no restrictions on position well, players? And it says just before before the game they have to say whether it's a – So, so not they, like, could, they could say he's starting so, today. Yeah, so that wouldn't affect him the, every, every fifth hit, day. Which he's a decent hitter, so he couldn't – Right, so every fifth I, day I when he – because of DH. Right. So every fifth day when he starts, they would just say he's a pitcher today. The other four, he's most likely yep. a DH. Unless he goes to extras. And after extra innings, he could come in for relief. Right? Is that kind of what it's getting at? Yeah. 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 Because they said like all so. the restrictions off position players after that. We're really picking nits here. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's suspended games, which if a weather forces a game to be cut short, it's official. Um, instead of being... Finish at a later date. Right, it's because they don't want the World Series in January. Correct. Um, unsportsmanlike conduct. I don't. I don't know why this is thrown there, but players, managers must be expected to maintain physical distance from umpires and opposing players. <laughs> that that actually will be interesting. Yeah. So they have. <laughs> so obviously, that, if you you can get ejected from a game if you bump an umpire, right. you can be suspended. Yeah. So now, yeah. Do you have an argument with an umpire from ten feet, and if you step closer than that, do you get suspended? So like no bumping umps. <laughs> Check. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the one that. So I, I, I'm not obviously. I mentioned I'm not a big fan of the DH, but this is the other one that I'm not. I'm not really sure on have, wet rag. Have we gotten to the rule you like yet? I don't know if I like it, but I thought it was interesting. But carry on. Wet rag. I did a, see this. A, a pitcher is permitted to carry a wet rag in their pocket instead of licking their fingers. Oh wow! So like what? It might like there's nothing that says unless is is the umpire gonna check dip the, dip the towel and hand a the pitcher a new towel every inning? It's a great question. Because there's nothing says the pitcher can't take that in the dugout and put pine tar on it, right? It's in his pocket. Mm. It's in his pocket. I mean, you I that, if it's a white towel, I'm guessing, you're gonna see So I'm picturing there. a white towel and to me the pine tar would probably be obvious. Right. But I'll be, I'll be curious because it doesn't say like. I bet that'll be controlled by somebody in baseball, just like the baseballs are. That's what I. It'll assume. be a piece of equipment that's used. Oh, is there going to be something like the uh, resin bag? Is going to be right behind the green. The mound. Come on, golf guy. Come on, golf guy. Rosin bag mound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They got a hit from the tee box. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> See the tee box is elevated. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Is it behind the mound? Yeah, I don't know. Because in that case, think about when it's really hot. Are they gonna replace that every? Well, I, just, half I would just say pocket. It says it's it in their pocket, it says right? In the pocket. Oh. So on the hot days, it'll be soaked with their ass sweat. Then. It says, well, yeah, well <laughs> so. I was gonna say is now we talk about like the material, the uniforms. We got a cotton poly blend. Yeah, in their or, like, back, how are we gonna control for this? Pocket, pocket used for moisture in lieu of licking their fingers. Yeah. I like the word so, blue. For people that maybe aren't avid baseball fans, pitchers, me clearly. Can step <laughs> pitchers can step off the green, aka the mound. They can step off the mound, lick their fingers, basically to get a better grip on the baseball. So this sounds like a COVID nineteen rule where they don't want you licking your hand, touching the ball. It gets hit oh. to another fielder, and then they touch the ball that you've basically licked. Yeah, and it says water is the only substance allowed on the rag. But again, like 
Because people people have talked about using that, glue. Like, mm-hmm. I to, mean, there's a lot me, of stuff that's to me that will have to be controlled by Major League yeah, Baseball. It, I would yeah. see no It'll reason be, why it couldn't. Because at every park, at every park, they have people that are in charge of the baseballs, making sure they're in spec and ready. You gotta rub the balls down. It'll be, yeah. <laughs> Adam's always wanted gotta that, that job. <laughs> gotta get that Mississippi mud in there. Yeah, I'm shocked you haven't applied for that job. <laughs> Rubbing balls now? I'll check. To me, it'll be Why a not? similar situation where you've got somebody from the league that's there controlling these rags, and they bring them out potentially every inning. I mean, what if they get those soaked and it's in your back pocket and your ass is soaked? You know, I. What if the pitcher doesn't like that? Well, it's to optional. Each, to each his own. <laughs> it's optional. Pitch with dry hands. See how you, see how you like those cracked yeah. fingertips. You know I, mean? I wonder what we're going to do to police this, though. I mean, I think a lot of guys have done they've done it for years. It's, not a ha- it's become a habit. The, the yeah, like yeah. almost like a twi- yeah. uh, you know, twitch uh, or something. There will be guys definitely doing it on accident. Yeah. So do you take the ball out of play? It would be like I would a, think that would be the – you probably give them yep. a couple warnings. Hey, look, you've, actually, you've done this. We'll take the ball out. Don't do it again. A couple warnings. Maybe it's – or maybe it's the equivalent to a balk. Ball comes out, but now there's a ball on the count, just like there is a balk. So okay. The, so the pitcher doesn't come out of the game, but there's still a penalty to it. Gotcha. Probably be like a like uh, three warnings and then a balk or something. I mean, they'll definitely give warnings. Yeah. They I, I could picture. Baseball. Yeah, I could picture some number of warnings and then a balk. Yeah. See, Russ has great ideas, and he should be sitting on committees to resolve some of these sports you situations. Know Send this in. Yeah. <laughs> what was My it dad. last week? You had something last week. I'm like, <laughs> hockey. Yeah, I don't remember. It was definitely good, though. <laughs> it's, it's always good. Yeah, During the basketball season, my dad and I just you know have all these trade threads for the Knicks and how we're going to save them. There you go. And we just don't want to send these, but we don't know Dolan's email address. Yeah. That's that's the only thing we're missing from saving nope. the Knicks. I mean, I've saved them so many times. <laughs> I've done the same thing. Unfortunately, I'm a Sabres and a Pirates fan, so... Most of my sports life has been, how the hell do I fix these shitty teams that I follow for some reason? Talking about the Knicks here. I'm with you. Uh, nope. <laughs> I feel that. So the rule yeah. I was referring to was, I didn't necessarily say I like it, but I thought it was interesting. The runners starting on second base. So they actually started that a year or two ago. Triple A. I think they did. Didn't they do it in the bigs too? Where they got it wasn't at inning ten, but like oh, inning yeah, thirteen was. or something. They automatically right. put oh really out there yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. something like I, that. I remember that. It's a classic fast pitch softball rule. They used to use that in fast pitch softball in extra innings. Really? Yep. I don't know why I know that. Well, it reminded me That's of okay. <laughs> the softball tournament, your sister's tournament, where they yeah. if you walk. Auto go to second. If you walk the girl, right? Or no. If you walk the guy, guy goes to second, girl walks to first in a co-ed slow pitch softball tournament to prevent pitching around. The guy to get to the girl. So if you walk the guy, he goes right to second, that girl behind him. Because the batting order is boy, girl, boy, girl. girl. Okay. I kind of like, I don't like that rule. And maybe it's the old school baseball guy in me. If they did it that way, where in extras, if you walked a guy, everybody moved up two bases, I could, I could get on board with that. So, so it's it's only in place for the regular season too, right? Not postseason. Yeah, I like and, that. And if pitchers are worried about it, they aren't charged an earned run if the guy scores. Got to worry about those stats. <laughs> right. They do because they're contract dependent. Yeah, right? No, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I like that it, it brings small ball back into play a little bit, though, because you're looking at, like, what, sack ball, get the guy to third. That's what I'm which curious about. Sack fly. Which is why I hate DHs. Which is why I love DHs. <laughs> American League. Small ball? 
you are a fan of small ball, <laughs> therefore you love the DH. No, That's, no, no. Uh, you want to bring small ball back in. I get it. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think the DH is going to hit that fly ball where the pitcher is not going to be able to, to place that fly ball far enough to get that runner to home. Correct. That's backpedaling. That's what but that if was you that I just did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But if you start with a runner on second it's just a and, lead, ball. and lead off the inning with your pitcher, if, if there wasn't a DH, then you've got a pitcher that's got to try to lay down a bunt. Or you've got a utility guy who's a bunting specialist and a specialist reliever in the bullpen who's ready to go. To me, that's small ball. Bunting him over, then can you get him home? Would you be more in favor of a guy starting on first instead of second? Uh, you, can, you start on second, you got a guy in scoring position. Yeah. To uh, me, it's similar to the college football overtime rules. We're starting at 20. Right. Guy on first brings ground into double play into play. So there's like that probably that aspect of it too. It's not really necessarily always an advantage to get. Yeah. Uh, that yeah, that's a good point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Starting out first could actually be detrimental for the offense. Yeah, if you got Jorge Posada hitting, he's a guaranteed double play every time. I, <laughs> I think he grounded double play a hundred percent of the time. There's a guy in first and less than two outs. Don't quote me. I guess. I guess I've got to say no. I'm just not a fan of. Football, to me, the football thing is definitely different. I'm just not a fan of, like, modified rules partway through a game, Right. I guess. I don't know. Would you be more in favor of it, say a game goes to extra innings and it's normal for the first few innings, but say it gets to, like, inning, like, 14 or 15, because MLB has a rule they can't start. They can't start a new inning after, what, midnight? Uh, is that correct? Midnight in their time zone? I, th- I don't know. Think, I think they have There's, people there to make that decision based on the two teams. Yeah, because I know the Braves schedule. have, like, fin- I know the Braves have had, like, a rain delay, and then it's, like, two in the morning. Yeah. Like, Freeman had a walk-off home run, like, two in the morning, like, four pitches in after a rain Because, <clears throat> like, if that happened, so, if that scenario happened, uh, you know, teams playing a three-game set Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the Friday night game went till 2 a.m., they would play that as long as they could to get it in because those two teams are still there for Saturday and Sunday. Okay. If it happened on us, you know, ESPN Sunday night baseball, knowing that one of those teams needed to travel to right. a different time zone on Monday, they're there to kind of make that decision based on the team's schedule. So I don't, I don't think that's a set rule. Okay. But I think they could potentially make that decision. Yeah, yeah I think it depends on travel. There's exceptions to that right. yeah. rule. Or yeah, yeah. I tried to stat boy it. Inconclusive. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Oh, uh, yeah. for one. <laughs> oh, for one with Stat Boy over here. Give me something Fair easier. Enough. <laughs> Give me something easier. So I got a question for you guys. So there is a prop bet in Vegas right now for MLB season. It's only sixty games. I think it's eight to one or ten to one for a guy to hit four hundred this year. Wow, because uh, I, I right a guy could get hot for sixty games. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So, right, it's a hundred. I'd say two hundred, say two hundred forty at bats, roughly four at bats a game. Yep. And you gotta get what one hundred ten hits. Is this bet only in Vegas? Well, is it possible uh, to get to Tioga sometime right. for, during the season if they open? Yeah. I want to get back to the extra inning thing after this real quick, but I would. I don't think that'll happen. But I would absolutely throw twenty bucks on it. 
<laughs> I don't know if that answered the question, but that's where that's my stance. That's, that's, I mean, like you said, somebody can get hot for 60 games. Yeah. And if you could pick a player, I'd put money on somebody like Mike Trout. Actually, no, no. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, we, belt, need look in. we need to look into this. <laughs> You're extra inning. I also, oh, extra inning. Instead of the runner on second, especially with a normal season that's 162 games, I would actually rather see them have ties after 14 innings rather than modify the rules in the extra innings. This is Russ. Making, making, look at ideas and logics. We need to start putting this shit down and mailing it in. Because you think in football, we've seen a couple ties last few years. They have a much larger effect on the Uh outcome of the Uh standings because there's so few games. They would have a much smaller effect on a 162-game schedule. So, whoever, if you're listening, they're not. Get a hold of me. (laughs) What if you start on second with with one out? Write it. Not not that that changes Russ's answer. But what right. if you start in second with one out instead of zero outs? Because then you get if you bunt them over, there's two outs right. and a guy in third. You can't staff fly. So baseball to me is the one sport where you could modify a bajillion rules yeah. to increase the offense. I don't agree with that. So you but could. I don't. I don't want a guy on. Base I mean, anyways, right. But. So for example, to me, it's almost the same as in extra innings. Uh, a strikeout isn't until four strikes. Or you walk after two balls. Like, to me, <laughs> they're... like that one? I'm going to twist right. up over here. Cole's McCold's mind a pretzel here. Yeah. He's over there playing <laughs> slow-pitch softball right now with all these rules. I was like, can you start juicing after the ninth <laughs> inning? Because I would love to see... <laughs> love to see uh, the cream and the clear make a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I mean, a four-strike strikeout sounds crazy. But to me, I put that in the same category as... Modifying the rules and having a guy start the inning right. in a second. Oh man! I mean, you could just win the game in nine innings. That's the Dana. Yeah. That's the Dana White logic of right. Don't right. leave don't it to leave the, judge. the judge's hands. <laughs> just yeah. go win the game. So, yep. um, dehumidifiers, dehumidifiers happened last time. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, the, I thought Russ. I thought Russ was going to run out because I, I thought fire. there was a bomb going off or something, <laughs> or I should say, about to go off. Yeah. Shout out to dehumidifiers. <laughs> 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 Keeping basements dry. <laughs> Get the humidity out of here. So Colton said the ceiling is higher than the one he currently lives in. It is. It's actually it's higher but similar. It feels so, like a uh, mansion. It is higher. It feels like a mansion down here. <laughs> it does. Yeah. I was talking about if you know if I have to if I have to change my shirt. Sometimes I got a crotch. Take it off at an angle. You know what I mean? <laughs> you adjust your life. You know I'm I'm, I'm a simple man. <laughs> I'm a simple man. With simple needs. <laughs> So, I think uh, you mentioned could a guy hit 400, right, because the season's much shorter. Anything could happen. I think this will be the year we see parity is probably not the right word, but we're going to see some teams get into the playoffs and potentially get to the World Series that typically wouldn't. Um, somebody, I can't remember, one of my friends, one of the social media platforms who's a Mets fan, has noted how the Mets have started out really hot the last few years, yeah. and then yeah. they tail way off big time. So, so if they do that this year, right. you could be in the playoffs. Yeah. Weren't so, they up like nine games one year with like 17 left yeah. and didn't right. make the playoffs? Right. right. Yep. It was like September 10th or something. Yeah. Um, so I did. they did put something out today. After 60 games last year, the six division leaders, five of them made the playoffs. Okay. That's a good That's stat. That's interesting. The, yeah. the Phillies missed it. 
They, they didn't only have like a game lead on the Braves at the <laughs> time. But, Braves you know. fan over here. The Phillies. There's going to be a ton of asterisks this year. Oh, yeah. Is there, there an has... asterisk if you win the World Series, though, this year? No. No. I st- it's, it, it's more of like if you hit 400, like you only did in 60 games. No. You, you know? I don't I don't think there's an I don't. It, that, yes, yeah, because there's right. only 60 games. Yes. yes. But as far as winning the whole thing, no, because you can't control it. And we talked about this, and you were involved in this. Oh, boy. A couple years ago during the Elmira Best Ball. Oh. Oh, yeah. Mm. We were all told, like, you're playing nine holes, and we, none of us wanted to. I mean, we all got together as a group we did. collectively and went to the pro and said, we don't want to play nine holes. We want to play 18. He booted us after nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's – you can't – there's some things you can't control. And I just – in that case, it was yeah. one of those, like, it is what it is. We didn't feel like there should be an asterisk because the total outcome was you knew you were going out prior to the round like we're playing nine holes. Yep. You know the rules. Everyone's playing the same game. Right. Maybe if the Astros win, we can have an asterisk. <laughs> so, <laughs> Speaking of that, are they going to cheat? I don't know how I missed this two months ago, whenever it was. So when the initial proposal came out, Altuve tweeted to turn it down. So I saw a tweet that came up today. Chapman tweeted back to him and said, I don't think you should be telling us what to do. I've been working on a screwball in my backyard, and it's about 101 miles an hour coming after you. God. Was this a legit Chapman or was it there a was, fake account? No, there was right. legit a legit Chapman account. I, I, obviously, they're not going to play in the regular season now based on the what we see with the schedule, yeah. but like... <laughs> <laughs> Someone's getting smoked by the Astros this year. Yeah, yeah. Someone's gonna. Be, it, I think that's the team that. I think that's what everyone wants to see right now. Is what are teams gonna do? And now with sixty games, are you willing to put a man or two on base? Yep. To, first inning. You know, as, yeah. as Fortuna would call it, someone's getting ear hold today. Right. And are you willing to potentially have a pitcher suspended for correct? Eight but, games know, on a sixty-game season, right, just for, for hitting somebody. Yeah, exactly. For twelve percent of the season, I'd... so you're gonna have like MLB goons. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna send this guy in to do it. I'm trying to get this hockey conversation involved. I like it. Working across. <laughs> it, the I like it. If if the guy throwing a hundred and two start in the game, you know what's coming. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's Chapman's day to throw. I feel like a hundred and two mile an hour screwball. Is waiting for disaster for your own elbow. Oh, probably, but he just, just sounds horrible. I think he's just like ready to throw and or shoulder. <laughs> yeah, Ugh. hurts. To your arm's not supposed to torque that way <laughs> at that speed. Uh-huh. Maybe this does. So keep it with baseball. Maybe. Mm. Last week we <clears throat> talked about, and I didn't watch it yet. Still, I thought still, you had a prop over there. No, I still haven't watched it. Long I'm going to get long. it in real quick. That better not be a LeBron James card. <laughs> yes, is there it is. Is, okay. right. is this LeBron card? No. I thought it was the silver Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa Splitsky card. He did. Oh. You listened to the podcast. Sarcasm, <laughs> that sarcasm went over cold. He so. listened, yeah. listened to the podcast. Yeah, I was so excited that I knew what the card was. So <laughs> I, was I, like, I have now listened to the documentary, but we're cleaning out our storage unit, and the first thing on my mind was I got to find this card. So there it is, boys. Allie's like, what are you doing? You're like, I'm just trying to find this card. That card has been in that same case since the day I got it. It's still got like a protective like sticker over the top of it. That's one of those thick like cases. It. And it too. was the it was the year that uh of their you know the ninety eight. Ninety eight, yeah. 
I did watch that documentary. Did you? About a week ago now. I need to watch it. You didn't watch it? (laughs) No, it's still recorded. I don't dare to. I don't want. I've I've heard so many bad things. I don't want to watch it. Um, I heard heard it's worth the watch. crazy? It's worth the watch. So (laughs) I've heard a lot of people say it was the first documentary that they watched that they didn't learn anything. Um, I can understand that standpoint. Did, did you watch it? I did not. Okay, I still need. To. Yeah, I could. I could agree with that actually. But for they, me, it's they said they didn't get into like the home run like race. That's a hundred percent false. The whole documentary was about the home well, run race. No, like the last. <laughs> oh, well. well if somebody used those words, that's 100% yeah, wrong. I don't remember if that's exactly what okay. he said, but, yeah, it, it was something. It, he thought it would get more into. Behind the scenes? Yeah, like the end, the ending to what the do you entire need? race. Grapefruit action, you want a grapefruit again? Yeah, I do. Um, Got you. I, and I think they said they didn't realize that the whole time. The only thing they did realize is Sosa never led at any point that's during correct. the entire season. That's correct. And, yeah. and, and that same year, and I I, I think I remember this right. Griffey had an unbelievable year. So that's and the, he was third in that. So did that's the race. That's the one thing you know we don't Griffey, care about that. You know what the Griffey said about that. Um, that's the one thing I will say. I guess I can't say I learned, but it's kind of like the Jordan documentary. It happened when we were all, you know, ten to fifteen years old, and you don't remember everything, right? That's the one thing that did stick out to me is, and they. They kept his numbers referenced throughout the first half of the documentary was that Griffey was in that race also. I believe he hit like 54, 56. Yeah. 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 He hit 56 that season. He was only five shy of Roger Maris' record, which I I probably couldn't have told you that two weeks ago. I didn't know that. I don't remember that. He had an unbelievable year. He had like an MVP year that year. I remember, too, in June, like, June was the whole thing revolved around Sosa in June because he hit what twenty yeah, home runs in twenty June? in June. That's what originally, yeah, through the beginning of the season through like mid June, it was a hundred percent McGuire. Griffey was there. Sosa wasn't heard from, and then he hit twenty in June, and all of a sudden it was a two horse race. Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I would have to hear your friend's wording logic. Buddy. It's a friend this time, not a buddy. Not a buddy, okay. <laughs> Damn it. To say that it wasn't about the home run race and the ending of the race, I mean, it was a two-hour two hour documentary about that whole season. Well, I, I, think I know was, the ending. I think he expected more than, like, what we just saw, you know, what you saw on TV during the season. More in-depth stuff and and stuff how that okay. – how, just how everything – Went to place. I would watch a a two hour documentary on the making of that Chicks Dig the Long Ball commercial with Maddox and uh, Glavin. (laughs) (laughs) Glavin's got a smooth swing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not kidding. No? Not kidding. So, the the interesting thing at the end, so when I watched it, I kind of fell asleep at the end of it. So, I had to, I actually, before we came here. So, it was good. No, I was just tired. Before I came here, I rewatched like the last twenty or twenty-five minutes of it, and Mar- Mark McGuire admitted to taking steroids in the documentary. He, oh, did he? He one hundred percent admitted to taking steroids. Yes. Now, what so, he was taking was it? So he, I watched documentary. So maybe you know, maybe yeah. you don't. I remember it. One during. I remember vaguely during that season, 
he was taking something that they said was not on the banned list. So he, yeah, they had a chunk about that in the documentary. And it was basically an over-the-counter supplement. The same as us going and getting creatine or whey protein or whatever. He was going and getting something that was an over-the-counter product, and he was using it. He said it was to help him get through the grind of 162-game season, which, you know, I can buy that. But it was a legal over-the-counter product he could just go purchase at a, you know, a GNC or whatever. But he took something other than that. So, yeah, so at the end, they had a modern-day interview, and he full-blown admitted to taking steroids and basically said that everybody was doing it. Major League Baseball and Bud Selig knew about it and just turned their head because they were still trying to recover from the 94 94 strike. And when you look... Like we said last week, that was the last time I remember that baseball... Pulled an interest from people who yes. weren't fully baseball yes. fans. Yes. Yep. And the Cardinals were out of the playoff race, but yet they were selling out every single game. Um, the thing, the thing with the steroids that jumps out at me is you have Babe Ruth hit sixty in what probably the twenties or something. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I actually don't know when Roger Maris set. They, it's 1961. 61. 61. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so 61 and 61. So they were the only two to ever hit 60 prior to 1998. Yep. And then you had McGuire do it in back-to-back seasons, one of which was 70 home runs. Sosa hit 60 or more in three out of four years. And then Bonds obviously broke it with 73 only five years later. So... You have this 120-year span where two guys hit 60 home runs, and then all of a sudden you have a 10-year span where it was done. There's probably other guys I'm potentially even forgetting. You have this 10-year span where 10 guys did it. There was a couple rando 50 seasons, too. So, if you, I yeah. mean, you look yes. at the 60 seasons, that's one thing. But when you're looking at the Brady Anderson, Brady Anderson 50 he's, seasons. He was, in, he was in the documentary. He was mentioned in there. I'm even going back. Like, I'm not trying to throw Adrian Beltre under the bus on, you know, the podcast normally, <laughs> but there's a season with Beltre when he's younger. He hit like 348 with 48 home runs and 120 RBIs, and you're like, it's a yeah. big jump from 15 yeah. home runs, Adrian. The one thing they did talk about at the end, they had a whole bunch of media, kind of their opinion. The last 20 minutes was about steroids and how it affected baseball, and a lot of them, you know, Mark McGuire was six foot five. He was a monster without. Steroids. Yeah, he was. He was a big. He always dude. was. And he had an extremely short, quick baseball swing. He did. And even he says he goes. He basically said, "I believe I was put on this earth to hit home runs, hit bombs." So he's the kind of guy, and I believe this with bon- Barry Bonds also. Bonds had a quick. Barry swing. Bonds is one of the best hitters ever. He he, he is the best hitter. Yes, in my I, opinion, I, of I, all time, I would agree with that. Or Pete Rose. Yeah. Yeah. I would still put Bonds ahead. Yep. So Pete, Pete's got the longevity numbers with the hits totals, but when you look pure at talent, when you look at Bonds's batting average, probably through his prime, and then his walk to strikeout ratios, <laughs> even if you don't include the intentional walks, it, they're incredible. The guy had the probably the best eye in the history of I, baseball. And yeah. do I believe the steroids helped him hit seventy three home runs? Mm-hmm. Yes, but without those, he's still the best hitter probably in the history of the game 
just with a somewhat smaller home run. I mean, how many people percentage in the world could hit a ball moving 90, 95 miles an hour? It's the hardest thing to do in sports. Yeah, it's not still, you know, and I'm going to get this wrong, and I don't remember what it was. I think it, I don't remember which player it was, and I wish I remember now. I read this a couple weeks ago. There's a player, and it might have been McGuire. He could come back and walk like a thousand straight times or something, a thousand straight at bat, and not get to the on-base percentage that Barry Bonds had. Yeah, it was some yeah. ridiculous number. But that's it's, nuts. He's yeah. it's crazy. And I'm not going to play Yankee was. Homer here, but wish I'm, you would. No, I'm not going to. But happen. I'm talking about Aaron Judge. I mean. The guy does strike out a lot, but his on-base percentage is ridiculous yeah. for a guy who strikes out a lot. If he wouldn't swing at curveballs, he'd be on base a lot more. He got the highest on-base percentage of the Yankees right now. Well, two twenty is good. No, his on-base percentage <laughs> is like it's over fifty percent or something like that. And I guess what I'm getting at: some of those media guys in that conversation said they still believe, even without steroids, Mark McGuire had the hitting ability the smarts and the strength that he probably could have hit 62 without steroids. They think it helped him hit some of the mammoth home runs, but they do believe he was probably built to be the best home run hitter ever. And if he didn't have a good swing, would the Dodgers hire him for a hitting coach? Correct. Right, you know. So my thought on the whole steroid and baseball thing has always been this. I don't care. And I'll tell you why. I don't care. And the reason is... You can you can take is you can take everything you take you can drink badger milk before a game I don't give a shit. Is that, is that but good? Bonds <laughs> is, good? is a great example of you can be as big as you want, but if you it, it, it does not impact your hand eye coordination. Correct. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. Who takes it. And honestly, and I always said this: say some guy goes up and takes roids and gets absolutely huge, he actually wouldn't be able to hit the ball at the ballpark because right. right. he'd be just too tight. You know, you yeah. got to have fast twitch muscles. You can look big, look great in steroids. I mean, I know a lot of bodybuilders I can name off. You got probably those names don't mean anything to you. Do you, do you see uh, Phil Heath hitting a home run out of the ballpark? Nope. I've never seen him swing a bat, Kyle. Right. <laughs> My point is, the guy admittedly takes steroids, yes. and he probably can't. He can't, guy can't even wipe his own ass, let alone hit a ball <laughs> out of the ballpark. So you still have to have the fast twitch muscles. You still have to hand hand eye coordination. The, yeah, you take still, all the steroids still you want. Technical ability about. And it. I almost. Disagree with some of the media saying, well, because he took the steroids, he was able to hit the longer arm runs. I disagree with that. I mean, you got guys that are tiny. Let's go back to golf. I know some of the smallest guys in the world who hit the ball forever. Cameron Champs, one of the smallest guys on tour, and also one of the longest. And and, I, and they've measured this before? Because everybody always said, like, a oh, wooden bat versus metal bat. Yeah. They said a metal bat is going to go 20 feet further. It's not, it's not going to make a huge... It's the initial pop off the, the di- bat. It's yeah. not the the difference the, the metal the, bat makes. It's just yeah, it's, the initial, it's the initial pop. off the bat base, speed, right. which is yeah. dangerous yeah. to pitchers yeah. and infielders. Right. Yeah, but it's it's not it's not it's not going to make it go a hundred feet further. So, so you're looking at with steroids too. I mean, is he going to hit the ball further? Maybe a little bit. Maybe like a long pop fly gets a little extra pop, so that right. morning track power might go out. Right. That's why if you take bonds, that's like five home runs a year. I think the difference might be how fresh you are at game 130 versus what you would be like without recovery supplements. Yeah. It's exactly it's a recovery. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's definitely <laughs> a recovery. Well, when they were talking to A-Rod about all the his musings on using steroids, 
his whole thing was he would send text messages. I don't know if you ever read the text messages from A-Rod. I haven't. They are phenomenal. He's texting his steroid guy the way you would text a dealer, like, oh, love that stuff, ate two <laughs> gummies, and had extra <laughs> had extra pop for the second part of the double header. His is all about how his body felt, how his energy level was, yeah. and recovery from, like, the yeah. little nicks and bruises. That's that's why when players claim when player a lot of players that have gotten caught claim they did it to help them recover from oh, injuries yeah, quicker. I always believe that. Me too. Uh, yeah. hundred percent. I mean that's why bodybuilders take it. It's not yeah. to make their muscles bigger. It's so they can they can go do a yeah. unbelievable workout and then two days later or the next day they can do that same workout on that same muscle and their bodies recover. Yeah, right. It's also the same reason that bodybuilders their tenants tear because they have to drink so much water into that muscle to help heal. Therefore, the tendon and the, the muscle outgrows the tendon. So, therefore, boom, it snaps. That's why guys tear pecs and do stuff like that. It is 100% a recovery thing. It has nothing to do with Andy Pettit admitted to taking yeah. steroids and said, right. you know, I had knee surgery and it was a recovery thing. Does Andy Pettit look like he can throw up 200 pounds on a bench? Nope. <laughs> he doesn't. I mean, it, yeah. You still have to have the ability, like Bonds, that fast, the fast hands, the fast twitch muscles, the hand-eye coordination. You still have to have the ability to hit a baseball. I don't care how big you are. The logic that it makes you bigger, therefore you hit it better, would make zero sense. Otherwise, we'd have a bunch of guys that weighed 300 pounds with biceps that are 24 inches playing baseball. Ronnie Coleman. Right. Hit bombs. Yeah. But, I mean, you're, yeah. you're talking about that documentary and steroids and you not caring. Uh, did you watch? Did anyone watch the Lance documentary? I did. No, I didn't. And, and not to go into that's like a whole side topic, but when Lance was winning Tour de France's, you'd have to go back to like the twenty seventh position to get a clean racer who didn't dope. Yeah, and they may have been doping. We just don't have evidence that like. So you're talking the top twenty six guys, Major League Baseball. Who knows how many of the top ten, fifteen in the home run race? Griffey. You know, there's never been anything about Griffey, so he feels natural to us. Yeah. So, you know, in a lot of ways, I feel like Griffey got cheated out of the home run, you know, prestige that he probably earned. Yeah. But, I mean, if, if everyone's doing it and you're talking about a level playing field. I mean, these guys didn't watch Lance. Did you watch Lance? No. I mean, no. that's, that's up your alley because you bike. But right. the, the Lance thing, it was, like I was telling these guys, there was guys on racing teams, their teams wouldn't allow them yep. to race because they refused to dope and said, well, we're not going to do it because you you have no chance of winning. And that was all recovery. Yep. 100% recovery. Mm -hmm. That's all that was. That guy could go just as hard today or tomorrow as he did today because he recovered. That's all that was. Yeah. Same logic. Take steroids. You, you see a guy on a bike that weighs 280 that got 40-inch biceps? No. He just could, he could recover. I did like 15 push-ups the other day. I'm thinking I need to start taking something for recovery because I was a little sore with my golf swing today. <laughs> and now, you, now, now you're telling me I could do 15 more push-ups today? <laughs> like, if you take something. Cream in the clear, making a comeback. <laughs> Russell looking so in, up over here. Well, we keep mentioning Griffey. So in, in 98, the season of the home run race between McGuire and Sosa, Griffey hit 284, 56 home runs. 146 RBI. It's crazy. The year prior, he hit 304, also with 56 home runs and 147 RBI. So he hit 112 home runs in a two-year stretch that nobody even really talks about because of McGuire and Sosa. Griffey probably had a longer swing than Bonds, but he's still fast. Griffey's, yeah, Bonds is one of the shortest swings. 
probably in history. He choked up on his bat. Yeah, and he used like yeah. a 32-inch bat. By the way, yeah. if you, the two of you need some entertainment, he's probably already done this. I want you the next time you see Tuna. Huh. Say, hey, what do you think of Barry Bonds? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, boy. It's a... Uh, Big fan. Yeah, huge <laughs> fan. Yeah. <laughs> He'll tell you how grave an athlete he is and how much he's the, probably the biggest asshole he's ever meant to. Yep. I think the exact words the first time we talked about it was, without a doubt, the best athlete I've ever seen, and without a doubt, the biggest asshole I've ever met. That's, yeah. And I play <laughs> golf with him all the time, so. <laughs> it's a true. So if you ever get, need the entertainment, ask him about playing right. baseball with Bonds. Russ, I'm making a note. No, I just, oh. <laughs> a minute ago, I was looking up Barry's stats because he, as a pirate, Prior, definitely. <laughs> Dude, that, that wasn't even me. That, that, was, an awkward, that was an awkward Adam moment there. That wasn't even me. So if you're going to do it, do it. <laughs> I tried not to do it in the mic. I was inside. That was a side. <laughs> Where was that? Yeah. But you're talking like Griffey's a healthy hamstring away from being in the conversation for greatest power hitters of all time. A healthy hamstring away? He is. He, he's, like a, he's an anti-stretcher who should have stretched. You know what I mean? Like... I mean, in so in 90, 1990, Bonds hit 301, had 33 home runs, 52 stolen bases. Eesh. And then, okay, that just refreshed on me. What size was his hat then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Fortune, ever tell you a story about how he used to play pickup baseball or basketball? Oh, with, with Barry? Yeah. I bet he was just throwing 360s now, hand nuts. behind head. Yeah, I believe it. Two years later, he hit 311. 34 home runs, 39 stolen bases. Couldn't even get a 40-40. He, st- he, he, he stole a, a ton of bases. He is in a 40-40 club. Yeah, people don't realize how many bases he stole. Oh, yeah. he's, is he yeah. 500 total on his career? Because I want to say he's at a 500 total. Yeah, 514 yeah. stolen bases. Yeah, he had a 40-40 year with the Giants. <laughs> Attaboy, Colton. You didn't have to look that one up. <laughs> yeah, these are impressive numbers. Oh, they're unbelievable. The forty forty club is one of those underrated things. You got your yeah. like your Jose Canseco's, your Vlad Guerrero's, yep, uh, Barry Bonds. I think Alfonso Soriano. Yes, I want to say Alfonso got one. Yes. My man yes, Soriano, if you're listening, he did. But, uh, I don't think it was with the Yankees. I think though. it was the year after they traded him. I think it was. Yeah. I, think it was I wasn't going <laughs> to not bring that up. Yep, I'll bring it up. <laughs> he's, he's he's itching to mention Acuna, uh, but he didn't get it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Right. we got right. one short, right? I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, we're oh. all right. He's going to go 50-50. I know you're not. Oh, boy. He's going to go 50-50. Not oh, this year, obviously. This year? <laughs> no, not this year. Dude, if you, wait, if you go like 30-30 this year, that's really impressive. Right. Yeah, I don't, nobody will do impressive. that. I don't think so. Nobody will do that. 2020 yeah, is impressive, right? I think 2020 well, 2020 is a terrible year, but. Well, for this year, probably, yeah. 60 games. It's perfect oh, vision. Boy. I don't know what you're talking about. I can't keep up with these dad jokes. There's two of them today. <laughs> How do we deal with this? At least they're sitting together. That's true. That's all right. I'll go in timeout. I'll go into speech jail for a few so this is <laughs> This is why I don't care about steroids, because you just look at pure stats. To me, the Hall of Fame, like the Heisman, I don't want to get down the Heisman rabbit hole, but to me, people go in the Hall of Fame, They, you know, the guy gets in the Hall of Fame, they're like, oh, he had this many home runs, or he threw for this many strikeouts, he stole this many bases. Same thing with the Heisman. He threw for this many yards, ran for this many touchdowns, then all of a sudden, they, they decide, like, well... We don't want us to look bad, so we should probably judge his character and things he might have done. To me, that's horseshit. 
Right. Because they didn't have anything to do with you awarding him the Heisman. No one said, oh, Reggie Bush ran for, you know, 1,500 yards and worked in a soup kitchen. No. It was Reggie Bush had this many touchdowns. And then it's like, well, his parents may have taken some money so they could live when he was playing football. Well, we made, you know, $5 million that season off him in 10 games. Yeah. No, we don't talk about that. If anything, it speaks to incentive-based contracts. Right. <laughs> for Reggie Bush. <laughs> so that's why I don't I don't and I believe it was Mike Schmidt who came out and said, you know, these guys are taking steroids that are we'll call them clinically, you know, studied. Right. You know, they know we know the impact of them. And then we have a guy like Mike Schmidt who back in the eighties was like these guys have been scared to take what we were taking. They had like what they call them like skill jars or whatever, uh-huh. where they had like the jugs or like pills, and guys were just popping yeah. and greenies. That's yeah. That's what my dog eats. Dad joke. <laughs> Different greenie. <laughs> they mentioned that in the documentary too about. I don't. They. I don't think they reference anyone specifically, but you know the guys back in the 30s and 40s weren't taking steroids. Well, that's because they weren't around. They didn't know about them. You can't tell me that their character is better because they didn't take something that wasn't available at that time. Right. Yeah, for they, all you know, half the league might have done right. it back then if, it, if they if it was readily available. But they were drinking six-packs and smoking cigars yeah. in a dugout. Yeah. Don't yeah. you dare talk about Babe Ruth like that. <laughs> 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 I'll have none of that. So I have something in my hand in conjunction to uh, the card I showed you. I think we all talked about that. First of all, I have an entire book of Tim Duncan rookie cards. Ooh. Yes. Entire book of Tim Duncan rookie cards. Yeah, is this not like a LeBron? Is this like a kid's book or like an adult book? No, it's not a dad joke. <laughs> I can't keep up with it. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out how many cards you're talking. So here. it's like a, it's like a, it's it's a boring book but valuable. <laughs> yes, like Tim Duncan, like Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so can, here's a trivia question that you guys are probably know the answers because I told you about this card. But do any of you remember the other rookie who was supposed to be the next best thing, Tim Duncan's rookie year? Can you tell me what year it was? Uh, Tim Duncan's rookie year. <laughs> a number, please? It's got to be what? Nine Go ahead, hold. He, he was number 44 for the Nets. Is that not the number you were looking for? Van Horn? Yes. So there it is. This is a Duncan. Oh, I, I know Van Horn was 44. <laughs> that is Duncan's, one of Duncan's rookie cards. And on the back is Keith Van Horn being guarded by Tim Duncan, ironically, in that card. Probably shut down for no sure. Mistake. And that card has been in that case since the day I got it. It was like Nick's legend, Keith Van Horn. <laughs> that case actually has a screw in it to keep it tight. Those socks are great. Oh, jeez. Did he play Utah? Yes. Oh, I think so. Oh. Do you want to see it? Do you want to touch it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't want to pass it to him. I was going to say, Adam doesn't understand how this works. <laughs> I don't share very well. I love those socks, and I don't know why you're talking <laughs> negatively about them. His calves and knees are protected. <laughs> I mean, they do wax those floors. Yeah. You ever had court burn? <laughs> yeah. Not recently. We're not allowed to play pickup basketball right now in North Carolina. Why is that? Uh, there's a global pandemic. Ah. Russ. <laughs> It's like Sesame Street. Today's word of the day is global <laughs> pandemic. So we, before we jump out of here, I do have one more thing. Dude, you brought a lot of props tonight. I have a gift for Cole. Oh, oh no. I brought you cookies. <laughs> yeah. Which, by Thanks, the way, mom. top notch. Shout out to Russ's mom. Those cookies were awesome. I uh, haven't had a birthday cake in maybe my whole life. It's always a 
sheet. This that's part of Dude, a big she giant loves sheet oh, cookie. Oh, you take like a cookie cutter into the cookie cake and well, I didn't, but my mom did. Dude, she what? loves she loves cake. She's a big cookie cake fan. I love cookie cake over cake too. Yep. Couldn't agree big, more. I've never complained about it. Yeah. Shout in to fact, every company. <laughs> your your mom is gonna be pumped tonight. A lot of shout outs for her. You're right. <laughs> Nope. Yeah, I'm going to get in trouble for not mentioning my mom. So hi, mom. <laughs> we can't have an empty plate at the end of this, so get in there, cold. Yeah, yeah, no, I got you. <laughs> what, what, I was what, trying, I was what was that? Be, I didn't want the whole thing. No, trying no. to be played. I'll take no, it. No, no, don't be shy. So, all right, what you got? I have a gift for Colton. Oh, no. <laughs> and due to the, uh, what is it? Well, it's a global pandemic. <laughs> well, well, did next five Is that how he reacts on the Christmas morning, yeah. too? Oh, no. That is... We've been somewhat hindered on ordering merchandise. Mm. Okay. Mm. So this is the last piece we have currently. <laughs> but I have a golf hat for you. Mm. That is for the, me? That's the last one we have. Oh, I love it. Make so, sure you show Dewey that one. Yeah. Oh, this will be worn. This will be worn. I've been needing a white hat for quite some time. There you go. Yeah. Better than a green one. And I believe... I see it, but... Which, by the way, I believe it's SPF 50. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, he tries to stay out of the sun. Allergic. <laughs> wow, this baby, I know. Thank you so much, Kyle. This is a... Uh, this is the whole reason I came on. I was hoping to get some free merch. Want free shit? <laughs> there you I heard go. You guys give away truly cookies and hats. I saw, I saw cookies on them. So that is all yours. That is the last one we have. Uh, yeah. There's yeah, only sure, two other people. Make have sure when you put a Dewey, you're just like. Yeah, it's oh, a good icebreaker. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dewey, you want a hat? Don't you worry. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna be practicing these podcasts in my basement alone, <laughs> answering answering my own comments. That way, I can do better next time. It'd be like talk less, Colton. Talk less. Some <laughs> <laughs> come people off. Boys, got anything else? Um, I don't think hockey's so. down to six sites. By the way, hockey's down to six hub cities. <laughs> why they're can't they just they're announce? They're like two days prior. To why can't they yeah, just announce where it's going? I don't know. Yeah, they're down to six hub cities. Draft lottery is tomorrow night. Uh, tomorrow being Friday. When, tomorrow, <laughs> relative to when we're recording, not when you're viewing this. Uh. Tomorrow's Thursday, though. Yeah. yeah. So Tonight's Wednesday. So you're correct. Do you want me to post it tomorrow? Pause for edit. <laughs> I could post it tomorrow. Six up cities. Yeah. Draft lottery is Friday, November, or, uh, <laughs> fuck. June 28th is the draft lottery. Austin Matthews, one of the biggest stars in the NHL, tested positive for COVID-19. So it will be interesting how they uh, handle that. That's the other thing, too, about COVID. I don't, I really don't care about every... I don't, need, I don't need a ESPN alert that every person that tested positive. They don't have anything else to yeah, talk about. That's true. That they, is, they don't want to talk about golf, so they're, they're yeah. just trying to figure out anything else. I do think that's coming up for you guys on the podcast. So is the NBA. You're looking at Jokic. The Joker just tested positive. Malcolm Brogdon just tested positive. Everyone's showing yep. up from wherever they've been uh, was it, uh, training. Jokic was in Serbia. With Did Novak Djokovic. So who tested positive? Who, who in Serbia, like fourteen other tennis players yeah. from his non-sanctioned. So who uh, on the Lakers was it? Avery Bradley, Avery Bradley said he he didn't test positive. He said he wasn't comfortable showing up and having two weeks of practice to get ready for a three-month season. He also which, has a child who has underlying health issues. Yep. Okay, but. He didn't reference any of that. No, he I said, heard it last night. He said he was worried about soft tissue injuries 
going into this three month season, which, uh, correction, Jared Dudley responded to Avery Bradley. Jared Dudley's worried about the soft tissue. Okay. So he, he, yeah, but he's like 40. He's like 40 and he is soft tissue. (laughs) (laughs) And did you see Patrick Beverly's response? I did. He said, basketball is a year round sport. I don't want to hear that shit or something, <laughs> something like that. I, I was actually reading this whole this whole comment thread, and they were uh, they were like, "Man, Jared Dudley really should have talked about Kawhi's load management to see what Pat Beverly's response." But they were talking about it. I think the the soccer leagues got four times more injuries than standard after their return due to the long layoff and short training period. And when they're talking okay. soft tissue, it's anything but bone. Um, so they're looking at more tendon issues, more ACLs, stuff like that. Um, so okay. th- that is uh, – it's real. I think Avery Bradley's got some uh, some child custody issue too. He's going through a custody battle, and there's a one-month temporary custody thing that's also in play. I did see that where he – yeah, he's got to kind of be around. Yep. And in they that child has a pre-existing condition and wouldn't be allowed in to the Disney situation. So I, yeah. think, that, I think that might okay. play a role too. I think yeah, J.R. Smith – couldn't be coming out of retirement for this one. Yeah, JR is coming out, I think. But uh, Swaggy P said yeah. he's ready. Swaggy P wants He said, this. if you're not ready to go, I'm ready. <laughs> I, I submit that you guys have like a Swaggy P corner update okay. <laughs> every week. Swaggy P just tweeted this. I mean, it's, the, it's the Lakers, so I can get my LeBron reference in. So when we In talk case about you have noticed, Russ is not a LeBron not fan. Not a LeBron fan, fan, so I Big found fan. a way to bash him the last like 10 episodes. That, he hates that was LeBron. the whole card he thing. Hates, he hates LeBron, but he loves Lemon. Just so you know, loves lemon. I love lemon. <laughs> Wait, hates LeBron, loves lemon. So, so I saw this tweet today in a. It's like an online dating. Less than a four, less than, <laughs> less than a four month span. There's MLB begins, NHL begins, NBA begins, PGA Championship, UEFA Final, U.S. Open Tennis Round One, NFL Opener, Stanley Cup Final, U.S. Open, NBA Finals Game One, World Series Game One, and the Masters. Mm. I'm a uh, three and a half month span. I'm going to be spending a lot of time on your couch watching and, sports. And, I hope, and, your, wife, and, hope your wife doesn't mind. And at the bottom of the tweet, it says, so wear your mask so that it all happens. <laughs> so, like. I'm not going to say it on the spot. No, we're not going to Yeah, so there's like three and a half, three and a half month span that it's just. It's going to be exciting. Non-stop. It really is. I mean, why couldn't Kepka just get a local caddy this week? <laughs> I kind I mean, of <laughs> if he needs if he needs need cheaper. I'm driving a Syracuse tomorrow. I could just keep going. I kind of yeah. kind of wondered at myself, but he well. doesn't need the money, so he's not worried. I guess no, he doesn't. I've been saving up a lot of personal days, and I'm gonna I'm gonna blow them all in this NBA playoffs. <laughs> so <laughs> so if everyone can just uh, or your social t- distance appropriately, or your two week quarantine if you need it. Oh. oh. I hadn't considered how I could use this to my advantage, but uh, <laughs> but but yeah, I, I, it's gonna be a lot of playoff games watched. It's gonna be I hope for rainy day occasionally, get a golf break. It's tough life I live. <laughs> tough life. Sounds like the only trouble Colton has is those six foot ceilings. And I've made peace with that. For, All right, it's for, not even for an Lindsay issue. and Tyler out there. I'm not judging our living situation. <laughs> we are though. I need pictures of this living situation. Yeah. He's got he's got a Mandy. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, that's all I have. All right. Unless you have something more. Colton, thank you for joining oh, us. Thanks for having me on. I had a blast. Maybe when you come sure. back to New York after your two-week quarantine, he, you can. He, 
He's going to drive home tomorrow, and then he'll be back on yeah. next week. Yeah. So we so we had a golf tournament last weekend. Did you drive back to North Carolina and then drive back for those? Yeah. Okay. No, wait, oh, you, oh, you mean from uh, from this most current weekend? Yeah. I want to go see if I could get the appropriate polos for this next tournament. So they're in North Carolina. I was like, they're they're, re- they're reversible. It made sense. I had the time. They have to be reversible. <laughs> they're reversible. No tags. You need to lock down that girlfriend so she can dress you too, by the way. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. All right, gentlemen. All right.